Excellence withers without adversity. Seneca. Hello, my fellow Stoics, and thank you for listening in to today's episode. Just recently, I found what seemed like a bit of a contradiction in my recent Stoic studies, and particularly as it relates to the previous episodes that were actually on the show, which were primarily about voluntary discomfort, both physically and mentally. Now, Seneca, when it comes to temptations, he has often said that you should put temptations out of sight. And this actually is backed up by modern-day cognitive behavioral therapy and psychology and social psychology as well. They've done numerous studies about this. And it seemed like a bit of a contradiction when I was listening, or, or should I say when I was reading it, because, well, as a Stoic, if you do have temptations or if um, there is something that you're craving, right, the Stoic thing to do initially, what I thought was to kind of allow that discomfort that you're feeling for for that tempting thing, as in to say, maybe I want that extra slice of cake or something. It is tempting, right? But the Stoic would indulge themselves in their own voluntary discomfort to say, that is something that I don't need. This is for my health. You know, you're not really avoiding it. But what's interesting is that, again, Seneca... He compares temptations, addictions to love. And what's very interesting about that is that modern day psychology uh, analyzed the brain, which indicates that areas of the brain that experience addiction, uh, particularly uh, with drugs and or alcohol, uh, cocaine and things like that, it actually lights up in the same area as you loving somebody. So that's why Seneca and, uh, and philosophers understood that love can also be a bit of an addiction and therefore a uh, temptation, especially uh, in his letters were when it comes to a recent breakup with a loved one. You know, his advice would be to put temptations out of sight to say, if you want to heal, you need to be the one to put things away. Now, again, this kind of contra- it seemed to contradict what I had recently uh, discussed, which is, well, as a Stoic, shouldn't you instead just be more, um, indulge yourself in that discomfort as to say, You know, I know I'm feeling discomfort right now, but I can still choose my mindset. Now, I understand, though, Seneca, what he's actually saying or what he's relating to is for somebody who is in need of help, because that's why he uses love as that example to to describe these temptations, which is you're hurt. You're going to need some some sort of help. Sometimes we can't always just rely on our um, stoicism. We are human after all. We use stoicism as a lifestyle to aid us in living a virtuous life. 
but we're not perfect either. We do slip. We do fall. We do have setbacks in life. And all of that is part of the human experience. So what Seneca utilizes, this knowledge is actually to say, instead of taking a voluntary discomfort approach, you should instead take a moderation approach. You should instead understand that your love for something, which is an addiction, which is excessive love, which is the heartbreak and you spiraling out of control because you love this person, that is acting actually in excess of something, whether it be physically being alcoholic or mentally being heartbroken. So instead of taking a voluntary discomfort approach, you take a, you, you, you turn to your, uh, your virtues, which is moderation in this case instead. And instead, a more moderate approach would be instead of indulging myself in these addictions, these spiraling mental activities that I'm doing with regards to heartbreak, I should instead be moderate with myself. And being moderate, given I am so far on the excess side of things, would be to put these things out of my sight, not within my sight. So that is the best way as, as a Stoic to approach this particular scenario. Because remember, not all situations are the same. And you can't use voluntary discomfort for everything, for example, right? Sometimes you need help in a different way. And that's one thing that I really enjoy about Stoicism is that when an approach isn't entirely working, if you're focusing on voluntary discomfort, for example, to address these difficult habits that you have, to address these addictions or, or whatever you um, may be experiencing, if it seems to not be working for you, you can pivot and address things in a different way. Well, how about I approach it being te practicing temperance instead. The Stoics would then say that by doing this, we are actually improving our character. Because again, we recognize that we have already been on the excessive side of things anyway. Addiction is an excessive obsession over something, right? Love, being, being bro heartbroken, or even if you are entering love, you know, many of the philosophers would also say that Passion in love isn't exactly the greatest thing to do either because you are not allowing the rational side to actually be reasonable with your decisions with your partner. I mean, we all remember young love, right? We all remember staying up extra late. But as we got older, we began to realize that, you know, I have to work. <laughs> I shouldn't be staying up this late purely because I love this person, and you do love this person, but you have to be reasonable with yourself. Act rationally. Don't allow the passions to take over. So if you are already acting excessively with passion, it is within your uh, training for good character in which you, you utilize uh, temperance to help yourself out. So you can come back to what is moderate, to what is reasonable. So, for example, if you're going through a heartbreak, remove, Seneca would actually recommend to remove all the things that remind you of that person. 
That way you can focus on just yourself, focusing on just your character. And you know, it's a modern day Hollywood trope as well. You know, we see this in movies where somebody goes through a breakup and, you know, in some cases this could also be seen as somewhat excessive, but nonetheless, they take up a hobby that is entirely different than what they used to do with their partner. Or they go um, take a vacation somewhere entirely that doesn't remind them of their partner. Now, some of those things may be seen as excessive, especially if it's out of your reach, which is spending loads of money to to go travel and stuff like that to, quote unquote, go find yourself. <laughs> but that approach is still good in that you have to remove yourself or remove the things that remind you of that person so you can come back to your own character. You can come back to what is moderate so you can take care of yourself again and then and then going back to addictions is the same thing if you are struggling with alcohol then you should remove all alcohol from your home that way you are not tempted or you don't feel this craving of and and this discomfort that washes over you with needing alcohol you remove it entirely from your home so you can come back to essentially your center. Come back to building a good character for yourself so you can learn to be moderate again. Because sometimes, obviously, with addictions, it can be difficult to come back. It can take a very, very long time. And what's this thing about putting them out of sight may be seen as a bit of a crutch, especially in the stoic way where no, you should embrace voluntary discomfort. But sometimes crutches are necessary for healing. So, my fellow Stoics, take into account something that you may be slightly addicted to. I mean, maybe let's not go so excessive like alcohol, drugs, or heartbreak. Even the simplest things. Maybe you're addicted to gaming. First, recognize Am I actually addicted to gaming, for example? Is five hours reasonable after work? I mean, think about, think about how many hours you are at work, how many you are with friends and family, how many you are eating properly as well. And what I mean by properly is setting aside time to just eat, not eat while you game. Are you setting aside for physical activity? Question yourself. Question the character that you hold currently of the many things. And gaming, I'm just using as an example. But again, question yourself. Understand if what you're doing, could it be seen as an addiction? Scale it back a little bit. Is there a part of your character that could be benefiting from the time away from these things that you are addicted to? Can you become more temperate? I mean, if you look at the grand scale of your lifetime, taking some time to scale back some things that are impacting your life, especially your character and your virtues, living a good life, it's okay to scale back even if just temporarily. Thank you for listening in. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a five-star review. 
wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps out the show. If you would like to check out Stoic Sage merch or read the blog, please go to stoicsage.co. Also, give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook, and I wish you well, my fellow Stoics, on your path to sagehood.